0: Well, family, before we start this show, we did it. We hit the hundred uh, episode mark. I do have something coming with regards to putting together some type of, you know, different prizes. But my, my purpose has been really putting out the content and I want to catch you guys off guard. So I thought I was going to do it at 100 episode, but I said, no, I'd just rather catch the family off guard where they least expect it. So with that being said, no further ado. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody for really taking the time to invest in me. This started because of, of, uh, 30 days. I think it's called 30 days with, um, the, uh, Russell Brunson. You need to really check that out. It's matter of fact, I'll, I'll put a link into the, um, Into the notes and to the show notes, I really think you guys should check it out. 30 days at first. I was like, what is 30 days to get a a sales process in place? But uh, if it wasn't because of that, remember, I always talk about family. Sometimes the thing will lead to the thing. And because I started getting um, clicked up into that whole sales funnel and sales process type uh, arena, what ended up happening is, is that. Um, We were told we need to produce something every day as far as whether on Facebook or Facebook or Instagram, YouTube or creating a podcast. And I've been wanting to create a podcast for I don't know how long, but that really pushed me to take action today, not tomorrow. And that's what we preach here is execution, commitment over interest. Uh, So I hope that this 100th episode is is some really hot fire. I hope I I really wake people up because this is going to be one of those episodes where it's going to be introspective in a sense of, I'm about to give you guys that work. I am going to... I'm I'm not going to hold back. It's it's time to take it to the next level now for the 100th episode. And I'm hoping that for each episode going forward, we continue to bring uh, more of my personality, more about me opening up the closet, pulling back the curtain. So, you know who E.D. is, uh, because I really want you guys to understand that I'm just like you. I'm chasing the dream and the visions that have been blessed to me, just like you. Because if you're listening, you must be like we must be like minded in a sense. So, family, with no further ado, again, I really, truly want to thank you. I really, truly appreciate you for listening. I can't say that enough. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers and I mean, I I'm I'm just a kid from, you know, Flint, Michigan, slash Kalamazoo, Michigan. I mean, I'm just a kid that, you know, um, I've been through a lot and now I've gotten so comfortable and confident with myself because of what I had to learn and how I had to develop and grow to defend what I started learning. Um, so I, I really hope this can really change people's life because my goal that I wrote wrote down, I want to change 1000 people's lives in a process, changing my own life by understanding the power of giving the power of, of, of wanting to help people win. So let's get to it family I apologize. I'm just really excited I'm excited and I'm nervous at the same time. I've never been nervous of delivering these these podcast shows before but I'm nervous today because this is a, a monumental monumental moment for me of having um, this 100 episode. So let me stop ta- uh, talking and let's get to it. There once was a rich man who loved art. As he as since he was fond of birds, he asked the painter to draw him a canary. The man told the painter that he would, he would be able to draw a breathtaking and unique painting. The painter accepted the job and informed the man that he should come back in two months, two months after that, the man went to the artist's studio, but he was put off again and again, basically it the whole year had passed. Finally, A day came when the man visited the art and demanded to see the artwork as he as he had enough waiting. The artist drew out the brushes and with ease and grace, he instantly made a picture of a canary. That was the most amazing image the man had ever seen. At first, the man was astonished. And then he was like, wait a minute. He became extremely angry. You must be kidding me. It took you only one minute to draw this. Why on earth did you make me wait a full year? And he just continued to add more rage and more rage to the situation. The painter cool, calm and collective without saying a word. Opened up his door where all of a sudden Thousands and thousands of drawings of canaries came out. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family. To my existing family who has just really been there rocking with me from day one. So all my day ones and I really want to just tell you again, I appreciate it. This is the 100th episode, so we are excited On this podcast show, we talk about, we discuss entrepreneurship, faith, marketing, and you guys already know my personal favorite, personal development. I am your humble host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks, let me just tell you guys something. That just simply means it. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. Today's episode is entitled... Why am I not good enough? Why am I not good enough? The three impact secret points I want you to take away from this this show today is I am enough. Keep standing in your truth. Learn who you are. So nobody has to tell you who you are. Again, I am enough. Keep standing in your truth. Learn who you are so nobody has to tell you who you are. You see, family, the story we just that I just told you that was brought to you by Barry Powell. The book called 99 Inspire Stories for Presentations to inspire your audience to get your message across. When I first read it, I said, Man, is this is is this the story that's gonna really arrest the family's attention? Because when I first read it, I was like, ah, it's okay. And I started looking for something else. But I thought to my, but but as I was reading other things and I was thinking of different um, stories that I wanted to tell, it made me come back to that story again. And the reason why I came back to the story because I'm like. This is really a true representation of life if we really look at it. Just think about it. There's been many times we went after things and we failed miserably. Yet once we once we put those failures aside and we went after again, we had the opportunity to achieve it. And it was just like this painter, this painter. Kept painting canaries and they just wasn't it. They wasn't what he knew it should be. So as he painted it, I can imagine if you allow me to use my imagination and I'm that painter and I'm sitting in front of that canvas and I'm painting and I'm like, oh, that's not it. Boom. Oh, that's not it. Boom. That's not it. Boom. And this goes on for a year. You see some people talk about I know Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hour rule, but see what I've noticed as I. I believe that that works, and how do I know it works? I am a testimony. As a matter of fact, as as my mama would say, I am a walking testimony because of the fact of the time that when you pour into anything, positive or negative, eventually you will get better. And so, again, going back, because you know I love to use my imagination, family. I think the imagination is is the most beautiful thing. Imagination out of imagination comes ideas. And we already talked about when, when Miles Monroe told us about, you know, people are chasing money when they should really be chasing ideas. But we'll talk about that a different time family, but let's, let's get back to the story. See in the story, he's sitting there and just painting and painting and, and the guy shows up because he wants that artwork that he was promised. And he says, come back, come back later. And he the guy comes back again and the guy comes back again. And finally, the guy has had enough and said, I need to see what you can do. And he sits there with ease, being calm and collective. Right on the spot, draws out and paints out the actual canary. So if you're somebody that doesn't understand the process, you know, that's kind of like it reminds me of what they consider an overnight success. See, what you guys don't know, family, is, is that I started doing this three, four years ago. There was a course that I took, which another You know, a way to another way on my way to just understanding my gifts, my spiritual gifts, understanding what I really enjoy, what I have a passion for. If I could wake up every morning, I would be I would do this every day, nonstop. And the reason why I know it is because I started looking backwards at some of the things that I I worked on and it would always come back to. Creating videos. I started on YouTube three, four years ago when I did, like I said, took this course. And in this course, we were required. We were challenged with creating 30 videos. In 30 days, basically creating a video every day. The winner of who had the courage and the goal to complete the video per day would be entered into a drawing. And do you know what was so funny? I don't know what it is about me. I, I well, I do know what it is, is the drive that I get angry about. There was something that was said in a group and the person in a group said there is no way that people are going to finish this. And they just start taking a pessimistic uh, approach to it. And I'm like, oh, wow. And do you know he was right? Because there were only probably a handful of us that were entered into the drawing because of the fact of nobody, everybody had excuses why they couldn't provide a video And there. the, the, the exception was you can't batch the content for all for everybody that don't understand that there's a lot of content creators that, and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I'm, I'm not against it. I mean, it makes sense. Or why you would want to batch the content uh, because it gives you opportunity to work on everything else. But that was one of the rules that you can't batch the content where I can't go and make 30 videos and in, in one sitting and then just upload them each day. You had to make a video that day and upload it that day. Now. Now. How would they been able to tell if you were batch, uh, you know, if you was batching content, they wouldn't. But it was just an, an integrity check as far as saying, hey, if you take on this mission of doing 30 videos, our expectation is what that you would basically upload a video a day. So we come back to. With the with the the entitled of this, as far as particularly talking about this episode and why people feel I'm not good enough. You see what I, I like with uh, Dr. Mae Jemison said, she said she was the first African-American uh, astronaut and she said something that was powerful. She said never be limited by other people's limited imaginations. Oh, you, you didn't like that one. OK, I thought that one would catch your attention. How about this one? Defining myself as opposed to being defined by others is one of the most difficult challenges I face. See, that was Carol Mosley. But I always save the best for last, not saying those two weren't good or great, because I think they were because they both spoke to what we what we face and fight sometimes as thinking, am I good enough? Am I good enough to actually be here? Because you know what will happen, family, what will happen is, is that your positive thinking and self-development training that you've done and the time you've invested in will be tested. I repeat, the positive thinking and self-development that you've been doing and people you've been listening to like this show and other shows and YouTube videos and, you know, books you've been reading, it will be tested. It may be tested by somebody that's so close to you that you can't even fathom. Like, why? Why am I being tested this way? I, I've i I've done everything possibly that I could have done within my power. Yes, I made a mistake. Maybe I could have done this better. Maybe I could have done that better. But at the end of the day, I really, truly, do care. And I really, truly did invest in what I was supposed to invest in. You may ask me, what am I talking about? It could be anything family. It can be a relationship with your child or children. It can be a relationship with your parents. It could be a relationship with a job of a manager. What I'm saying is, is that sometimes you have to believe in your own truth and you have to believe in which you know that you that you've not you're not the person that that people are trying to prescribe you are. You see, Booker T. Washington said something. He says success is not measured. Not so much by a position that one has reached in life, but the obstacles which he has overcome while trying to succeed. Family, there's been obstacles in my way that I've continued to fight through. There's been obstacles that where I've had to compartmentalize and and be there and produce what I said I was going to produce. If I said I'm going to produce a show five times a week, I have to do that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm dealing with. If I say I'm going to be on Instagram stories and I'm going to provide two shows under two minutes or less of positive motivation. I have to go out and execute. See, it's no, it gets to a point when it's no longer about the audience. It's about what you committed to doing. See, you have to be committed regardless of what's going on around you. And a lot of times we get hit family. I've been hit so many times. And, and, and I'll be honest, if I'm just going to be honest with you, Sometimes I just said, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm not enough. Maybe I just need to go sit down and just go continue doing what was very comfortable. Because if, if I don't, you know, if if I don't want to deal with the adversity, if I don't want to deal with the conflict, you know, that's when we start going to those what I call if only statements. You've heard those if only statements that you talk, that you tell yourself, well, if only I would have accepted the ultimatum that the other person provided, if only I would have taken this job versus the other job, if only I would have waited to get married, if only I wouldn't have left this state to move to another state, if only I would have maybe... Put more money aside. If only you know these statements because you tell yourself these all the time. I'm guilty of it. So I know you're guilty of it. If you're not, then my humble apologies. However, I know we tell ourselves these statements because we tell ourselves these statements because these if only statements are are really statements of regret. Because we feel that we're not enough. We feel that. We've done so much and. Basically, it's still not living up to what the persons or people think of us. And a lot of times which you don't realize. The baggage that people are throwing your way is their baggage, but they want to impose it upon you. I remember I used to say this. I used to say this. um, I mean, I had a friend and we were talking and I I think I'm going to coin this. I said, you know, when you get onto an airplane, especially, you know, uh, nowadays, I mean, they're extremely strict. You're only allowed to check in a certain size bag and it has to go over the overhead bin. Anything else has to be put has to be checked in and placed under the under the um, airplane. And a lot of times we allow we allow people or we, we get influenced by people that have all of this baggage that they want to throw on you. They want to blame you for, but they never want to sit back and ask the question, wait a minute. What have I done? What could I have done better? It is always your fault. But a lot of times we we fall victim to we thinking that we want to compare ourselves. We see somebody that we idolize of, hey, man, I really enjoy their content. But yet and still we don't we don't under we get caught up in the comparison trap and we're only hearing bits and pieces of that individual's life. We're not hearing everything that we need to know to make an informed decision because I can give you the framework of saying, hey, this is what happened in my life and this is how I dealt with it. Even though you have the framework, you still when you when you face that problem, you have the information yet you have to blend it with what you've already been through in life. You can't just only count on just The information alone, you have to use your experience and sometimes you may not have any experience and just get hit. And then you take that and blend it like, oh, okay, I I should. This is how I probably handle that next time. And a lot of that family is really, truly just the whole second guessing ourselves, second guessing our decisions of life when they come back to us in our face and we're like, well, I really, truly believe that I was making the best decision based on the information I had, based on the situation of what was going on around me and in me, that there was not nothing that I could have possibly done to make you understand that you are someone that I want to have a relationship with. And again, like I said, it doesn't matter if it's work related, is it family related? But a lot of times our insecurities or inaccuracies come from where family members or friends or the job tell us that we are we are not enough. And when that happens, that we are not when we are being told we're not not good enough, we start internalizing that we start becoming Defensive because of the fact of somebody is attacking us. You know, I I remember. I wanted, as you guys know, um, I wanted to be a uh, not wanted to be, but being a project manager. One of the certifications is a a PMP and I was I studied for this thing. I mean, family, when I tell you all I did was eat, sleep, project management. I truly did. I would get up. I would get up early in the morning. Let's say if I had to be to work at eight, I would I would get up at five. I would study from like five to about you know, six, six thirty. I would get, I would shower, get dressed. I had a audio of the book that I was reading. So I would put the audio in, I would listen to that. I had it where, when I would be in meetings and it was slow, I had a binder. I mean, in my, where I would take notes, I had at the back of that, that I could just read a lot of concepts and a lot of, um, a lot of just definitions and understanding more of the theories of project management, and I, I, I mean, when I tell you I put in so much work, and then on top of that, not only was I working a full-time job, I would go to a training that was at night, that would last sometime till ten, you know, to you know, ten or eleven o'clock, and I would actually I think it ended about nine, so about nine or so. And I would drive home. But keep in mind, the drive home was like an hour and a half. And I made no excuses because I wanted this so much. Like I wanted that certification. And I went and took the test. Super excited. I was like, I got this. This is going to be easy. I mean, because I put in the work. I sat down, failed. Because you get your results right there. So I regrouped. I was like, OK, I'm going to take I'm going to just take some time off and then I'm going to do it again. Did it again. Took the test again. Failed. This is my last shot, family. Like this is the last time that I get a chance to do this. And so now I started going into. Like, man, am I really good enough to be a good you know, project manager? Like, am I going to. To really, am I going to pass this test? And I start going into all this type of self-doubting and, you know, and everything. And it would be crazy because this is how (laughs) and this will happen to you, family. I would um, we had a study group. And in the study group. I was able to regurgitate a lot of the information that I learned and I was teaching other people like, hey, this is how this is a trick I use to memorize, you know, these definitions. This is a trick how I use to memorize this and this. And w- one day I was walking in the halls and a guy told me, he said, yeah, you know what? Um, I just took I just went and took the uh, PMP test and I passed it. He said I want to thank you because. Uh, some of the tricks you had, t- you know, showed me of how you memorize it worked. It actually worked for me and um, actually did pretty well. He's like, so when you going to go take it? He's not knowing I done took this thing twice and failed it. And I'm frustrated. And, and I'm like, this is I said, this is funny. I said, this guy really didn't put in the time that I put in to 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 really be prepared to go take this test. And sometimes I that's why I was like, you You know, when I when I told you and one of the impact secret points is, is that you have to know that you're enough. You have to know that, you know, learn who you are, because if you don't, sometimes the internal conversation will get distorted by what you're seeing. From somebody else's success and you start saying, what happened? How can he do it? And I'm not able to do it. And I'm literally, I am really killing myself self over this. I mean, I didn't watch no TV. I wasn't watching no TV. I wasn't watching no videos. If it wasn't project management related concerning the test, I didn't even care i wouldn't even talk to i matter of fact i have friends call me was like hey um are you okay we haven't heard from we call you and you just very short because i'm like i have a goal this has to happen and if it doesn't happen i don't know what i'm gonna do but let me be honest with you yes so i go and take the test for the third time now the third time when you take the test it tells you hey this is this is prior to the test that i looked up you know looked up everything If you fail this time, you're going to have to wait a whole year to retake the test. So I took the test and guess what, family? I wish I could tell you that I passed, but I didn't. I failed. Each test cost four hundred and fifty dollars. So you do the math three times and I would I went into. It wasn't a depression. It was a frustration of why me, a frustration of. What could I have done differently to be better at what I was doing because I was doing everything I'm reading the books, you said, read this book, everyone, the majority of people that read this book, did the exercises, did everything. They passed the test. I did that still didn't still didn't have success. And that was frustrating to me. And you have to keep in mind that's sometimes how how life is, is where you will be in a situation where you have to to fight through. And the only way to fight through is to keep going, keep trusting the process. And I'm kind of glad it happened for me that I didn't pass the test because I don't know if I'll be here making this podcast today. I don't know if I would be chasing The entrepreneur dream that envision that I'm chasing today. I think that I probably would have and I know I would have stuck with project management and wanted to go the distance with that. So, family, when I talk to you about you are enough. You need to start telling yourself, I am enough. I am enough. Because if you don't, if you don't keep a no matter what mentality and, and keep going, no matter what people have said about you, people have lied on you about people who have, who have distorted the truth on you about. You won't be able to move forward because you'll you'll start believing everything except the person that you need to believe, which is you. Yeah, you probably made some mistakes. Yeah, you probably could have handled or done things differently. But that was the decision that you made and if we are ones that uh, want to move forward and not backwards then if we're talking about forward progression if we're talking about growth then we have to understand the importance of continuing to love ourselves continuing to trust ourselves that the lessons that we learned along our journey has are, are the ones that have really made us who we are. So we are enough. I am enough. You are enough. Don't let anybody try and and, and tell you any different. Because you will be tested. You you will be tested to the point where you will, I don't care how much positivity that you listen to, you read, you will be tested. I don't care how much you work on that particular skill set for your job or for the for your for for your career and you go for a job interview. Matter of fact, that reminds me, I remember where this company was a is a startup company. They were a startup. And I interviewed with them because I love, you know, because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, this would give me a a chance to really I can, you know, because I can do project management in my sleep. But I wanted to see the the intricacies of a startup company, like I wonder how they're getting funding. I wonder how they're, you know, handling H.R. like I'm wondering all the different things that they're doing. I wasn't even in in for it for the financial piece because the financial piece, in my opinion, was was much lower than what a project manager should have gotten paid. So the money wasn't what I was after. Sometimes, family, you have to make that sacrifice to be able to understand if you have a vision the way that I had it of I wanted to understand what they were doing. So when I start this company over here that I can I can say, well, I can, I'm basically on their dime learning what works and what doesn't work. And I said, oh, I can just come when I create the company. I, I know, OK, this is probably what I'm going to do. I'm, de- I'm going to do all of these things that work well. And then all the other things I'm throwing out the window. So anyway, I get a call and for interview, I kill the interview. Um, they say, you know, hey, we want to bring you back to uh, interview uh, with the the other owner and i said hey no problem so we were scheduled for a certain time i get it i get probably maybe five ten minutes i don't even know how far what the time frame was it maybe it might may be, may even been a day get an email say hey you know unfortunately you know schedule conflicts and all these things i said okay no problem that was once so then we set up a time Happen again that was twice so by the third time when we were finally ready to interview when I was finally ready to interview the other owner didn't take the time to read my resume so 15, about 10 to 15 minutes of the conversation of a 30 minute interview was more or less of us really just talking about things that were going on in the world this is when the pandemic hit actually if I'm going to be clear. And I was I have to be honest, family, I was I was. I wanted to hang up right then and there. I, because reason why I want to hang up, because if somebody didn't take the time to. To read my resume, which is basically, uh, you know, every a resume is just to me, in my opinion, just a quick snapshot of what you've done. But let's find out who you are, because what you've done is great. But who are you? Because the who the person you are will allow me to know if I can work with you or not, because I can coach and train you how to do what we're doing here. And you just bring the skill set of what you've learned over time. So it really wouldn't matter. And it took everything in me, family, be, to to number one, not hang up. Number two. Not doubting myself of thinking, man, I must I must not be good enough for this role. I must not they must not trust that I can do it. And I was I was extremely excited because they made it seem like, oh, you are you are definitely the we're, you know, this is just protocol protocol. This is just protocol. And because it's protocol, we just need to make sure that, you know, we're giving everybody a fair, a fair shot. But I'm just going to tell you, basically, with without saying the words you I just kind of understood that this was going to be my opportunity. And then when I asked the question after our interview, I said, uh, you know, what is the time frame as far as when you guys are looking to make a decision? And we're like, oh, he said, I think he said about a week or so. I, I can't even remember the time frame, but I know it was longer than what I, I mean, longer than what I expected. Well, boom, right after the interview, maybe, I don't know, an hour, two hours later, I get an email and say, hey, you guys already know, we decided to go in a different direction with a different candidate. But if another opportunity come up, would you be interested in interviewing? And I said, no. Now, you may say, why did I say no? I said no, because I felt that sometimes family, you have not sometimes you need to take a stand for to know that you are enough. You need to take a stand to believe that your time is valuable. You need to understand that no matter what the opportunity is. You guys are exchanging value, meaning you're bringing your value to the table and they're bringing their value to the table. My mom would always say this to me, too. She would always say. I don't mind if you use me, but don't misuse me. There's a difference. See, when you use somebody there's still an equal exchange in a sense. You may use me for say, hey, you know what, hey, would you, you know, jump on my my show to um you know, we do an interview and then I may say, "Well, cool. Well, let me long as I can get the recordings and, you know, post it on 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 my show as well." Hey, no problem. We're using each other. You're getting an interview, I'm getting the I'm also getting the opportunity to add it to uh my network as well. But when you misuse you, somebody, you're basically just taking from somebody and not returning value, and I see that so much nowadays that that people take and don't return value to that person. So I always want you guys to understand, family, that Number one, you have to know that again, and I keep repeating this. So excuse me if I sound like a broken record, but I I see so many people out here that are broken because of the fact of what family has told them, what society has told them, what they have told themselves. But let me tell you something. You are enough. I don't care what anyone says. You are enough and you need to know that. And you deserve better. And you can be better at the same time, not with an arrogance, but with a confidence in a a confidence that knowing that. You are in a fight And, and, and when you get into that fight, family, as I told you, you will. Make sure that you don't stop doing what you've been doing just because you just got hit. Just understand that this is part of. Your, your life's journey path to being successful and to being great. Well, family, I hope you enjoyed today's show. It was a long show, in my opinion, because of the fact that I wanted to drive home. You are enough. I wanted you to understand. To keep standing on your truth, I want you to know that regardless of what is happening around you. That inside you has to be strong enough and have the faith to know God doesn't allow anything to just happen. I'll say that again. God just doesn't allow anything to happen. This is the 100th episode. I hope you guys enjoyed every moment of it. I know I enjoy delivering it. I'm so grateful and humbled by the fact that you've chose me. You could have chose a lot of different shows to listen to. But you chose the Impact Secret Podcast show, and we're grateful here. Until next time, I'm your humble host. E.D. Until next time, we're out.